Welcome to Drunk Watching, our weekly pop culture podcast where we sip on a little something and talk about the films and TV shows we're watching right now. I'm Brittany Danielle. I'm a writer, pop culture junkie, and I normally have a third thing to say, but I'm, I'm at a loss right now. <laughs> and I'm Andrea Renee. I love her pop culture. Brittany's perennial plus one. And we're going somewhere tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. And my third thing is, I just want to go home. <laughs> I'm this still on the like road. Is, yeah, this is week three of three of you. Like every, the last three podcasts, you've been on the road. So, yes, yes. Cross our fingers for next week. Yes. Tomorrow, we're actually going to something very drunk watching appropriate. We're going to a cocktail mixing class. So we'll sure have all the details on that um, next week po- next week's podcast. Um, but today, we are gathered here today to talk about our new anchor show. This is us. Um, today, we'll be catching up on season three, episode two and three. Since last week, we talked about Insecure, the Insecure finale, and we talked about episode one of This Is Us because we were taping as the show was on the air. Um, so this week we're getting caught up, and from here forward, we'll be doing a weekly recap of This Is Us, plus mixing in some other stuff like we always do about what we're watching right now. Before we get started, this episode of Drunk Watching is brought to you by the House of 334, a creative services firm that specializes in creating beautiful brands for badass entrepreneurs. If you have copy, social media, or design needs, holler at the ladies of the house at houseof334.com or on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at House of 334. If you would like to sponsor Drunk Watching um, or send us any kind of feedback, slide into our email inbox at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com or hit us on our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at Drunk Watching. Speaking of which, Coke Zero Sugar uh, hit us up on Twitter. I said we won something. I don't know. They had this spinning wheel thing on during This Is Us last night, and I clicked on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess they responded to that. And I responded back like, we need a sponsor. Because I know I usually mix with Coke Zero Sugar, just like I did today. So uh, they're now on my radar uh, for sponsorship as well. Spirits okay, plus Coke Zero Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> we we need we need both mixers and spirits. So um, if you are Coke Zero uh, or Diet Pepsi, which is what I usually have, which is what I have today, or any sort of spirit company, alcohol company mattress company whatever and you want us to hook us up with your product so we could try it out and then tell the people all about it slide into our email inbox at hello drunk watching at gmail.com and if you are a listener which if you're listening to this clearly you are we appreciate you please subscribe on your favorite podcast i always have a problem saying this please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform we are on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and the rest. We're on all of them. So drop us a review, share our podcast with your friends, tell people tell people about us, and engage with us on Twitter and on Instagram at Drunk Watching. If you catch us live tweeting about your show, hit the retweet and then hit the reply so we can know your thoughts. Uh, Andrea, this week, what is in your cup? 
with the Coke Zero. So, right. We start with uh, Coke Zero Little Ice. And I actually have some Cuban rum called Havana Club. And uh, so we have rum direct from uh, Cuba, thanks to our girl Be Good and uh, and a little Coke. Coke Zero on top. How about you? Shout out to Be Good and her Cuban connection. Um, this week, I have returned to my basic, basic roots of vodka. Uh, real basic, some Smirnoff, um, with Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Nothing fancy, but it gets the job done. So once again, if you are, well, yes, if you are a Cuban spirit company, I don't care. I think you can legally send us stuff now. Uh, <laughs> maybe not considering our current, uh, White House occupants. But if you are a spirit company and you want us to try out your beverage and then tell the people about it, Slide into our email inbox at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com. Uh, we're super excited to go to, I think tomorrow night we'll be at, I always have a hard time pronouncing it, but I think it's something to do with Remy. So we'll be there tomorrow. And of course, I'll be talking about drunk watching. Uh, and hopefully they'll send us, they'll send us some bottles and such. Before we get into our main event, which is, I was about to say insecure, Lord, uh, which is This Is Us. Um, actually, before we get into our main event, I just want to give a shout out to you, my fabulous co-host. This is our 10th episode. I can't even believe it. I know, isn't it? It's crazy. I, yeah, I can't believe we actually stuck with it for, for all <laughs> <laughs> Between our schedules. we held each other, I know, yeah. we held each other accountable, like. Okay, which and and you know things happen, but if it didn't work for you on one day, then I would stretch. Or if it didn't work for me on one day, you would stretch. And so you know, we're committed here. And now that we are committed, it's just the amount of TV that we watch has exponentially increased. <laughs> like I don't think I've ever yeah. watched as much TV. Um, this no. different <laughs> TV shows <laughs> at one time. Like I've never watched this many different TV shows at one time. Um, that were not reruns, which is what I normally do. So we're going to get into all of that, um, right now, actually. So what, <laughs> what is, what is on our very long list of TV watching right now? Right. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> loving hip hop Hollywood. I'm just trying to figure out when we get to the end. Um, I don't know how many more episodes are left, but. The girls are still in London and, or I think they were coming back from London and, you know, they had a couple of conversations that needed to be had. Monice and Brooke started with their conversation and Monice let her know like, Hey, I thought you were being shady during my session. Brooke was like, "Mm, I don't think you're ready (laughs) to be a singer. (laughs) And I sang your song, you know, and with that, the two of them, you know, decided to be cool, which is interesting. At least, like, keep the song and, you know, I'll do something else, you know. And so I thought it was one of the more adult moments. I thought it was going to turn into, like, catfight, but they they were actually pretty calm. So I was very surprised. That was that. that. I was very yeah. surprised by that, particularly because I think that came after – Tierra Marie going off on Moniz. Wasn't that after that? I'm, I, okay. If I, if so, I wrote it in the wrong order, but I thought it was okay. 
Maybe. I get yeah, I think, all confused. Yeah. I think they squashed their stuff first, and, and Pierre Marie and Monice was, mm, well, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I right. really can't be was, sure. I've watched way, too much was, TV was, since then. Right. It was a, it was a, Lord, my brain. Um, it was a very rare grown up moment. And I really thought it was going to go left because Brooke has been, she's, she's been like the male rate or the female Ray J. Cause Ray J has been messy on the men's side. And I feel like Brooke has been stirring the pot on the women's side where she's not exactly in the drama because I guess her situation has evened out with her and Marcus. Um, <laughs> I feel like it, it feels so long ago that he was seeing somebody else who was possibly pregnant. <laughs> Brooke popped up. Right. Hey, girl. She's all in the same And all that got resolved. And now Brooke, <laughs> now Brooke is like just the female Ray J kind of just constantly stirring the pot, which looks like it catches up to her next week, but we'll see. Um, I, so just kind of jumping ahead because it's about her. Well, it's about Monice and Tierra. Like, I didn't understand why Tierra was so mad at Monice. It seemed to be all because, like, your friend talks, like, your friend is talking shit about me, so I'm going to just yell at you because I can't yell at your friend right now. Like, I didn't understand why she was so upset, especially given what we continue to learn. Like she continues to like fool with Akbar and shout out to um our, our Twitter. We got sort of a confirmation from whatchamacallit. <laughs> like my mama, what's his face? Uh, oh, uh, Milan. Milan yes, Christopher. Milan, Milan Christopher that he was allegedly uh, with Brooke when she was, was that the story? He was with her when she leaked the tape or she told him about it or something. Yes. Yes, that was what our Twitter uh, follower shared. Right. So particularly since all this stuff, I feel like at this moment, Tierra is on hit dog holler status. Every time somebody brings that up, she just blows up because I feel like her house of cards is falling down. Like people are starting to be like, you know what? I think, I don't think you were actually like revenge porned. I know that's not a verb, but like, I don't think you were actually, you know, that he actually did this to you. Especially since she keeps going back to him. It's not like they're in a relationship. But she's all, oh, yes, I loved Akbar. Like, they were together a couple months. So I don't, I don't know. So I felt that whole situation between her and Monice was just really weird because it seems to be all about Kay Michelle and not even about Monice. Right. And Kira, I mean, she has an addictive personality. And so... I feel like, you know, you just replace one thing with something else. And so, okay, she went to rehab and kicked the bottle, hopefully, um, because I I wasn't really sure her behavior (laughs) suggested she might have been sipping. I'm not sure. But, you know, she went to rehab and replaced this past uh, addiction, I think, with Akbar. I just feel like she just went from one thing to the next. And, you know, he... I don't know. Folks are like, oh, he's so charming. I'm like, he's trash. But, I mean, I guess if you're not expecting, um, you know, to be duped, that he could be, you know, charming and kind of get you under his spell. But, but he looks yeah, like she, he's a duper. He yeah. looks like <laughs> I, I'm supposed to know all these words that are not words today. I don't even know. 
I promise you guys, I write for a living. So but I've you're used up all my yeah. words for today. He looks like a scammer. He looks like a scammer. Even when he was having that conversation with um, Brooke at the end, like he looks like a freaking scammer. So I don't, and, and at this point, if everybody knows him and knows his reputation, like everybody seems to know he has multiple women. So that part doesn't seem to be in doubt. Um, so I don't, I don't even know how she would get, I, I guess you said she, I, I wasn't here for the early season, so I didn't see her, um, alcoholism, but it's been alluded to in this season. And that's the other thing. Like when they first got to London and they went on that pub crawl, I was like, wow, y'all don't have no sense of like, <laughs> as we would say, no sense of hood, no sense of sisterhood for your friend who's a recovering alcoholic, but you're going to take everybody on a pub crawl? Come on. Yeah. That doesn't seem yeah. right. And so I thought, like, Moniz was like, hey, you want to leave? Let's leave. And I thought they had a really cool moment. And then for it to get... I think they were just all fed up about being in London, which is one of my favorite cities in the world, by the way. I would be fed up if I was there with them, though. Yeah, that was that, that was the moment you thought, you know, like, okay, they're back to being good friends. Everything is going to be okay. But... Um, yeah, I just think Tierra is deflecting, you know, she knows that there are rumors out there or people are, you know, talking about the fact that she is still talking to Akbar and, you know, we have seen that play out even in something as recent as, you know, the whole Cosby thing. Like, you know, people will point to that. Like, why are you still involved with somebody that, you know, has done these things to you? And she doesn't have any rationale behind it. Um, and so it is easier, I think, to just, you know, let me scream on you and make you look like you're doing something to me. And, you know, Monique's really, she can't help what K. Michelle, I mean, K. Michelle is messy. Like, she came on here like, oh, call me Kimberly, and, you know, you're supposed to be this new person. But, ma'am, you are still messy. And that's where all her fire needs to go to. I'm like, go holler at K. Michelle and leave Monique alone, because really, this season is probably the most adult I have seen her in all the seasons. Interesting, interesting. Moving on, I feel like the lady storyline in London, um, has been one of my least favorites so, so far. Uh, so right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. Um, back on this side of the pond, we have Candy slash J Will. He decides to go to perform at Pride after telling everybody off and yada yada yada. You won't let me be myself. He decides to go to perform at the Pride event as Candy and performs and then at the end of that he has a Kanye moment where he where he calls out promoter and like you won't let me be myself you told me I couldn't get up here which wholly unprofessional like old boy said and it's just crazy he was this for Britney like see she's unprofessional she didn't show you the gig or whatever which he already knew that she wasn't going to but okay and then he goes and like this is I don't know the man's name from the stage at his own event. Like, because you want right. to do a spoken word song that nobody was going to dance to. You have to know your audience. You are not Beyonce and you can't get up there and do anything you want. Like you're somebody who's trying to build a career. And if you're more popular, uh, character, I guess, persona is the, is candy, then that's what you're going to have to roll with, particularly at a pride event. You're not going to get up there and be Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar ain't been in no damn pride events because nobody wants to 
<laughs> to, to be sad and introspective. <laughs> no conscious while rap. While they're, right, <laughs> like while they're up. celebrating. Like, no, we want to dance, we want to turn up, we want to have a good time. Ain't nobody up there trying to dissect your, your poetry. Get off the stage. Yeah, he's just extra. I, and I don't, I mean, of course, it's all for TV and time, but there was really no need for that. Like, the bottom line was, you are not going to get on that stage. And you're not going to get on that stage as Jay Will. And you still didn't. Even though, you know, you did all this extra, like, from the beginning, you could have auditioned as Candy, got the job, performed, and been done. But you performed as Jay Will, got turned down, came back, crawled back to ask for the gig as Candy, stabbed your friend in the back, and called her older, talking about she had an older, and I was just like, what is this? This is so, ugh, it's just. And, you know, I am definitely an ally for the LGBTQIA, all of the letters, community, okay? However, I, I really, really dislike when men go over the top to try to act. I, I feel like it's a caricature of women and a commentary really about like, what do you really think about us? Like, do you think we're messy like that? Because I, I don't, I don't like that. Like be who you are, celebrate, have fun, live your life. But often I get, I feel a certain kind of way about how some men seem to, um, it feels like how you see women and this is, you know, kind of what you do your commentary about. And I don't like that. I didn't like this episode and how he acted, um, but whatever. Definitely don't look <laughs> to see yourself repeating uh, any type of performances at Mr. Will's event, Mr. Will, Mr. Ray's event. I'm sure he won't be asked that because that was uh, that was out of pocket, and he said it was definitely unprofessional. Um, so Brooke and Monice, now that they're you know buddies or whatever they go to talk to k michelle after as you mentioned brooke met up with akbar and you know found out that tiara is still seeing him and you know he says you know she just wants to be in my life and she's willing to drop the suit if i get rid of my women but i'm like i'm not gonna do that and I just remember, like, I my jaw dropped because I'm like, wow, yeah, here she is building up this case and leaning on the fact that she's been abused and all of that and getting the sympathy from people. And then she turns around and tells him she's willing to drop all of that if he just drops the women. I'm like, child, you don't know whether you're coming or going. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like I said, the women, all the women's storyline has been dumb, and I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, as a woman, um, and it's not even like okay, it's been entertaining. Like it's just been dumb. I'm so tired of Aquar. I'm tired of Tierra. Uh, it's all exhausting to me. Um, so we'll move on. Um, King Michelle of Paris. Talk about more exhaustion. Um, since I, right. I came into love and hip hop this season, so I don't have a lot of the backstory that other people have. So I don't know, you know, Paris was stealing or something. All, all I know is that Kay Michelle was very, I'm sorry, Kimberly, 
was very intent on calling her a thief <laughs> multiple times during this conversation. Um, and Paris feels some type of way that she's been brandished a thief because she only stole a small amount of money, which still makes you a thief in, uh, right. in Michelle's defense. Um, but they decide to sit, sit and have a conversation because Paris wants K. Michelle to stop calling her a thief, but Paris stole, so K. Michelle still calls her a thief. And of course, the conversation goes left. Uh, Paris throws a drink on K. Michelle, and in her defense, she does not like start trying to fight. I guess she just got a nose job. She was like, "You trying to mess with my new nose?" Um, so she just screams that she's a thief. She's a thief. And <laughs> that's basically the end of that. Yeah. So the the backstory really wasn't on Love and Hip Hop. It was on K. Michelle's um, show, I believe, because um, Paris wasn't even on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta when K. Michelle was there. So I think this is something that happened either on K. Michelle's show or between those two, between that show and this show. Um, in any event, what I can gather, or at least what Paris is saying is like, hey, she set up her credit card on my phone, you know, for Uber. Now, I can't imagine this was done without you knowing, you know, if you call Uber for her, maybe, you know, it is connected to your phone. But if you are now doing this for yourself, you're now the passenger then you need to clear that either say, Hey, Kay, you know, your card is connected here. I'm going to take a ride. I'll give you cash or, um, do what regular people do. And that's switch out your payment source. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't see how hard any of that was, but I feel like, you know, Paris just took advantage and maybe not even maliciously, but just took advantage of the situation. If, Every time you go out with somebody, I just think about, you know, every time you go out with somebody, you know, they're going to pay, you know, or they do pay. After a while, you know, you probably just, you know, you're not even thinking about it consciously, but (laughs) you don't reach for your wallet anymore because they have it. And I think she just got comfortable, um, you know, in a situation like that and, you know, took a ride home or whatever it is that she said that she did. Now, at first it was like, oh, it was $50 and a $50 ride. Now it's like multiple instances of fraud up to $300. You know, I don't know about all that, but the bottom line is, yeah, you, you stole or you misused the financial resource. And, you know, K. Michelle is extra. She is extra. Okay. So it's like, yeah. Could she have found a better way to solve the issue? I think so. You know, going to your friend, definitely like, hey, this hurt me, whatever. They could have repaired that between the two of them. I don't think it was necessary to brand her a thief, you know, in the industry. But, you know, also when you do thieving stuff, you know, it kind of is what it is. (laughs) So... That's why yeah. she wants to fight. Like, you know, it can be messing up her future money, but I mean, you did it. You did it. Yeah, you did it. You did it and just accept it and then apologize. And then you might be able to move on from it. Like, I, yeah, but she wants to know. be, she wants to claim a victim role. Like, you know, you ruined my career. Well, no, you ruined your own career. Kay doesn't, I mean, could she have done it better? Yes. 
but she doesn't really have to. Could you have not stolen from her? Yes. <laughs> like, this all started with you. So she is, you know, upset because she feels like, you know, okay, Michelle did this to her, but she's not owning the fact that she that she started it first. So that episode, um, you know, as you mentioned before we even started recording, was another meh. Um, no Lyrica, no A1. I will say I watched Tammy Roman's Bonnet Chronicles, which I thought was more advice. Though. I don't know why I thought she did like advice, but now she's starting to do show reviews, which is interesting. Um, as a reality star, she tries to like give you the background or, or how things might actually be going on. Um, but she said, uh, her and her daughter, that Lyrica and A1 have been on Wendy and that they already got uh, a paternity test. They did. So, I saw that. Okay. So, all right. So you've seen it. I heard it. So, I mean, I guess whether she did or didn't sleep with Safari, little baby A1 is A1. Shout out to that because that would be tragic. That would be tragic because I was getting my car service yesterday and this has nothing to do with we're talking about. I mean, it does. And <laughs> this older black lady switched it to Maury, which uh, every time I see Maury, I, I can't believe that he's still, I guess he's fully gone on to paternity test Maury right now. He does nothing else but paternity tests. Um, but there was this couple on there and they were both, you know, brown. There were medium brown, regular brown, black people. And their bait and her babies were white, like straight hair, <laughs> super light skin. And, you know, there are some wonky things. Genetics are, is not always um, a straight shot. Like if one of them has a, uh, white parent, which I don't think either one of them did, uh, you know, recessive genes or whatever. But this lady was like, no, those are his babies. They just like, <laughs> of course they weren't. But he was like, those babies are white. You can't, because they were a set of twins and it was just all bad. So I'm happy that A1 and Lyrica can avoid a Maury Povich moment where he is not the father um, but it still makes for good TV, I guess, for the rest for the rest of this season, even though we know that those are his, that's his baby. Thank the Lord. So, I mean, next Love and Hip Hop, I, I don't even remember what is going to come up next, but <laughs> um, I remember about, my talking about Little Fizz. But. Yeah, something about Little Fizz. Well, I guess he has their, their kid full time. Or something while she gets her life together or something. I, yeah. That's what she was saying on there. She's been getting her life together for for years, so I, I don't know. <laughs> and now you say she's not with AD anymore. I, I don't know where her life is. And I just wanted them to give the kids to AD, and I don't even know who that person is. But um, <laughs> AD, AD was like the most AD. stable person in the in the trio when I saw her initially. Um so, yeah, next week, I think it's Little Fizz and Moni. People confront, Marcus uh, it gets confronted about his, his girl, Brooke, because they said, you can't bring Brooke around. She's too messy. As if everybody else ain't messy, but okay. Um, and then there was, oh, uh, Nikki confronts Solo Lucci, because I guess uh, he said that they were sleeping yeah, yeah. together. 
other. She said they weren't. So it's just, it's just that. It's just that. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if it, if, if it, if it's not about A1 Lyrica Safari, I don't want it. And I saw that tweet about Rockstar, like, oh, do you love Rockstar's addition? Do you love the addition of Rockstar to cast? Hell no, because he's terrible. Right. Yeah. He's no, tra- we're not. He's paying. a trash person. He's a trash person, and I hope he does not get renewed. Mona, please leave him off the list for next season. Um, moving on to more love and hip hop people. Pap and Remy have their special, which I like them as a couple, but I don't want to watch this special because it's boring as hell. And I feel like that's all we need. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, you saw my first word was, man, was I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm like, I love y'all. I love Black Love, but this is hot basura. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Y'all can have it. Just, mm-hmm. They could have done just the birthday special, like uh, Princess and Ray J. I'd have been okay. Right, like I would have preferred three Princess and Ray J weeks over three Tap and Remy weeks. Like, yeah, this is you gonna try to good. kick the children it's out of the house good. for all three weeks? Is that it? Okay, <laughs> that's all we see. And I have to hear you calling this baby going. the Golden Child for three weeks. Oh my lord. Listen, if I was I, one of their I, kids, I, I would feel excited, but I would feel some way too. If I was one of their kids yeah. and you kept calling this baby the golden child, oh no, I might yeah. have to pull a Ramsey yeah. Bolton on that baby. He had to be gone. Well, I was like, oh, somebody, I was like, they better be glad some kids don't kill them in their sleep. Like, what if they were those <laughs> right. <guys? laughs> right. You have to be careful. That's just disrespectful. Like, oh, it's, I get it. He's excited because they have fertility issues. Call it the miracle baby. Don't call it the golden right. child. That means it's the more important child. than all your other. Like both of y'all got kids. I love Papa Remy's story because when she went to prison, he like raised her kid. Um, even though that that's not his biological kid, like he raised her child on his own <laughs> with his child, um, or his kids, I guess. Well, maybe not. Maybe it was just hers because the daughter in the first episode was like, "You weren't really here." <laughs> you were here for important stuff because you were always on the road. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't care about them enough. Well, and with that, <laughs> we roll on to married to medicine. So last week I had a brain fog. I don't know if it was the liquor or what, but I couldn't remember what I had watched. And so, just in a nutshell, um, that was the episode where Heavenly you know, decided to follow her therapist's advice and revisit her childhood home and, you know, see if she could work through some of the issues that started, you know, really in her childhood. And she took Dr. Jackie and uh, Simone with her, which I thought was interesting, but I guess it wouldn't have really worked to take anybody else. (laughs) So, and definitely not all of them. It probably would have been a complete mess. So last week was, you know, really about getting started on that trip. Um, Outside of that, Mariah and her daughter, you know, had a moment where she took her doctor, her doctor, her daughter to see uh, Simone, her first OBGYN appointment. And I think the uh, Lauren is going to high school, but she still, you know, looks young, like, you know, like a little girl. And so she's, you know, transitioning into 
young adulthood and wants to be seen as such and treated as such. And so there's that. Um, Dr. Contessa getting ready for her surgery. And ultimately, by the end of that episode, uh, a spot opens up within 24 hours for her to have the procedure done. And so she has to make the decision like, you know, do I go right now or, you know, am I going to hold off? Uh, Dr. G is back on the scene and he sits down with the other husbands and, you know, tries to give his side of the story. And this is another one where I'm like, I don't really know what happened. Um, I feel like, you know, he definitely went to the hotel with the lady, which he admits, but the part that, you know, I guess is, uh, being contested is whether or not he actually had some form of relations <laughs> with that woman. And so she says, you know, she did. They had oral sex. He said, you know, he got up there and realized this is not something that he should be doing or wanted to do. And he left. Um, either way, Quad is upset about it. She's telling anybody that will listen. <laughs> That's pretty much it. For episode five, and then this week was a continuation, um, more so, and I feel like the, the most important thing besides Dr. Contessa would be Heavenly's experience back home. Um, it just gives us a bigger uh, glimpse into her and, like, who she is today. And it might be why her husband, you know, loves her and treats her the way that he does. Um, because he's probably privy to the information. Like she has not been well socialized. Like she, you know, talked about the fact that her mom kind of kept her in the house because, you know, the mom knew that she was going to be something. She knew she was going to be a doctor and, you know, she didn't let her go outside and play or, you know, really be with other kids. She was always in the house. She was always studying. And so, you know, you can imagine some of the things that Heavenly says that most folks are like, did she just say that? Um, you know, it, it makes a little sense at this point, like, oh, you really don't have any skills. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, some of this anger could be, from these unresolved issues. She has a strained relationship with her sister. They are fairly close in age, I think like a year, maybe a year to two years apart. Um, and the older sister didn't quite curl all the way over. Heavenly <laughs> did. Um, there could be some animosity there, particularly because, you know, as the oldest and like literally for me being the oldest, I know you like, the pressure is there to be a good example. And I couldn't imagine, you know, if you wind up being a fail or at least in your parents' eyes um, and then your younger sibling comes from the rear and like run circles around you. So, um, you know, there's that dynamic as well. So they go to Heavenly's childhood home. Um, the people who are living there let her in. She walks around. Um, she sees her old room or what used to be her old room, um, which is now, I think, like, it opens into, like, the kitchen or the dining room. It was something else. Um, and then she realizes, like, her dad died in the house. She wasn't there, but she just, you know, kind of has this realization, like, my dad died in this room. And then, you know, panic attack comes on, and she's like, I got to get out of here. And that was pretty much, you know, her 
her story there, but coming to grips with uh, everything that she left back in Miami. Uh, Contessa has her surgery or goes in for um, for her surgery, and we're pretty much just waiting, um, you know, to hear that all has gone well with that. Um, what again? Like she's anybody that'll listen. She's <laughs> she's talking about Dr. G, and they both have two different stories. I don't want to downplay her experience because, you know, being cheated on is not fun. Um, I can't imagine being cheated on in marriage being any different um, in terms of, you know, not being fun. But I'm sure there has to be like this extra layer of hurt and disappointment because of the magnitude of, you know, of marriage and joining your lives together and all of that. So hopefully she finds her way through that. And Eugene and Toya are building their dream home, and we just hope they don't wind up in any more financial ruin. <laughs> the end. <laughs> no financial ruin. Thanks for the recap. Mm-hmm. I feel like I watched both episodes, and so now I don't have yeah. to. Thank you. Save <laughs> I you some time, it. Bill. Um, mm-hmm. I, have some, I know you have some Black Ink Crew stuff here. Um, yeah, we can tweet we it out, though. Okay. We'll tweet it out. We'll tweet out your (laughs) thoughts on the Black Ink crew because I don't know who these people are. Um, (laughs) From the commercials, from the commercials. But I feel like I can't, I I don't think I can add another. I feel like it comes on around Love and Hip Hop, so maybe I can, but we'll see. Probably like replays. It comes on on Wednesdays. It comes on the night. Uh, So um, I don't know if you're. Yeah, you might not be able to catch it. What's but the main night? thing I that I wanted—I don't think I have a Wednesday night show. Um, because I oh, don't, okay. Spoiler, spoiler alert: I don't watch Empire. It's just I—I I tapped out when Hakeem got kidnapped in season two. <laughs> oh, um, and I haven't picked it back up. So yeah, I don't think that Um, I started watching this season, but I. I I'm assuming this is the last season. If what <laughs> it looks like is what it plays out to be, I think they're done. And they need to be done. Like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous at this point. But I do I like, like Star. They're, com- they're coming out. I think they've either come up or they hit syndication. You know, every show wants to get to those 100 episodes so you can get into syndication. So I want that for them. So hopefully they have either made it there or they're making it there in season five. That's what this is. Um, yeah. So, like we mentioned earlier, we have, I feel like it's just this podcast, I feel like I need to be into all of the TV conversations, so mm-hmm. I have Hulu, and I, you know, I was like, okay, let me give all these shows a try, so I watched Rail, uh, <laughs> I love Little Rail <laughs> as a person, but I don't think this show is it. I don't think the show is it. I didn't Not laugh. It. it wasn't funny. I like Sinbad, but how, okay. How is Sinbad his daddy? <laughs> right. Speaking of, I, speaking of genetics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like wondering a, the same thing. I was like, Ew. it's like a Sandra Huxtable situation where you're looking at Sandra and right. like, who do they belong to? Because. The rest of these kids is black, but um, I don't know. So, Rel, 
I'm I'm not sure if it will last very long in its current state. Maybe it was trying to, to be fair, I only watched the first episode. Um, so, you know, a lot of first episode shows need to kind of find their footing and it takes them a while to sort of, you know, get things going. But the first episode did not make me want to watch the second episode. And so I didn't. Right. Um, I was like, is this the premise? You lost your wife to a, your barber? Okay. Your bar- and then I the barber's like... about that. Yeah, yeah. And But but clearly, that's not where the wife still is. She's gone on, because... Right? right. Like, she the barber's like... The barber's like... So, I don't know. Yeah. Moving mm-hmm. on. Um, I watched <laughs> The Cool Kids, which has David Allen Greer um, and Carol Burnett. <sighs> Both I love Carol Burnett. Supremely, right. Both of those people are supremely funny. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm tuning in for episode two. <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm not sure I'm doing it. I'm not sure. Um, on the flip side of that, I did watch A Million Little Things. And I was hooked yes. from the first episode, yes. from the first few minutes. I was like, oh, my God. And then it, like, I I think I mentioned it last week, it, it gives me This Is Us vibes in the way it tells the story. So there's a lot of flashbacks and, you know, that kind of thing. So you can kind of get, you get little pieces of the story um, each episode as it goes along. And at the end of this episode, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but, like, at the end of this episode, I was like, oh, because that's, I sound ridiculous because I can't tell you. I saw two, but I didn't see one, but I can assume oh, yes. two what episode, happened in one. Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, because um, it's referenced. <laughs> but at the end, yeah. when, you know, the, when he, I don't, when he listens to the voicemail, and he's just like, oh, love yeah. shirt, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. So not only did he yeah. know, <laughs> but he, he gave you the blessing. He wasn't, like, angry about it. So now there's right. this whole mystery about the assistant. Now I'm trying to figure out what her deal is, but I say that all to say that I'm here for that show, and I will definitely be. T- oh wait, I think that show comes on Wednesday. Yeah, it comes on tonight. Uh huh. I watch it on Hulu, so yeah, I'm here for it. Home. I mean, Black Ink Crew is is a good it's a good kiki. You know, it's just like Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, but mm-hmm. it, it'll be okay if you don't add it. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> The other one that I'm here for is Manifest. So I meant to start watching that when it first came out because I saw people tweeting about it, but then I forgot. And then I finally went back, I think this weekend maybe, to watch the first episode. I'm like, oh, my God, okay. Then I watched episode two, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, And then right before we started recording, I watched episode three, and I'm fully – I'm in it to win it. I have to know what's going on. Yeah. You have to know. You have to know. It's like – how did this happen? You know, from their experience, it, it was turbulent, but it was like instantaneous to everybody else. Mm-hmm. They've been gone for five and a half years. Like the creepiest thing was the twins. Like right. you come back and you see your twin that looks like your older sister. <laughs> right. Oh, hell. Oh, my goodness. Right. The people and then this one episode, and- the little boy seems sees his childhood best friend who's now like a teenager and dating that his has to suck twin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's a whole out. mystery about what actually happened. Like how did this thing happen uh-huh. on the plane where 
they thought the people on the plane thought it was just turbulent, but they were missing or they went into a black hole or they went into some space <laughs> mystery for five and a half years. So I'm I'm here to try to I hope it you know, I hope it stays. And does the government know? Is the government right. a part of it? That's you know what it's looking like now because they right. parted off old girls' body yeah. somewhere. Right. And uh Yeah. I'm, like, I'm oh here Lord. for it. Area 54. Is, is that what it is? <laughs> I think so. In New Mexico. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a medical drama person. So I started New Amsterdam, which I thought um, or I think is really good. I, I unfortunately don't think it's going to make it. <laughs> like, here's my prediction. All the time when there are good shows, quality, they get the axe. Um, so I hope so, but uh, I'm not really sure. 911, come back for a second season. I'm all over that. The Good Doctor, come back for a second season. I haven't started watching that one um, yet, well, at least the second season, because um, I'm going to build up some episodes so I can watch a couple straight through. But um, I love the first season, so I'm happy to see that back. And, uh, you know, Empire and Star, I'm just trying to hang in, you know, just to hang in. <laughs> Star, I still like, uh, especially with the inclusion of my fave, Randy. But Empire, like we said before, it's just gotten hella ridiculous. And, of course, um, you know, TGIT, which, um, again, I like to build up a few of those, too, so that I can binge. So I'm not keeping up with those uh, week to week, which is really good because there's so many shows. Like, some have to be kind of left. <laughs> left on the back burner, but I do want to say R.I.P. to Designated Survivor. You were a great show. You did not deserve to be canceled, and we did not deserve to be left wondering <laughs> what could have been. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Hey, what oh, happened? One last show. One last show. Black Lightning. I know Black Lightning's back. So I'm looking forward to watching that too. Uh, and I still have an addition. Um, I watched really randomly on Sunday, I believe, God Friended Me. And I was like, oh, this is actually oh, yeah. pretty good. Like, I actually like that okay. show. Um, and yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll probably either, I mean, Sunday's a pretty light day, I think, TV, unless you're on mm-hmm. football, which I'm not. Um, so I'll probably be able to, to catch that if I'm at home or Hulu or whatever. Uh, so that one was, it was interesting. And old girl from um, Queen Sugar's in it, Don, Don Lynn. Um, okay. So that's cool. And then I was going to mention one other thing, but now I just lost it. Damn. Was it the Cedric um, show? Cedric show? No. Was it called The Neighborhood? But, oh, yes. I haven't seen it. Um, I'll report back next week. I... <laughs> It doesn't look like I want to watch it from the commercials, but <laughs> but Cedric is hilarious and Tashina Arnold is, is hilarious, so it should be another good combination. I'm just not sure I'm sold on the premise. Like some white folks move into a black neighborhood and their last name is Johnson and hilariousness mm. ensues. Like I I don't know how I feel about the premise of the show, but We'll see. I will, I will I will give it a shot. I will say that before I roll it out. Oh, I was going to say, like, I was hating on Murphy Brown um, when they mm. said they were bringing it back. I was like, why do we need another reboot from the 90s? Let's make some new shows. But then I saw, like, 
the basically the, the long trailer for it and they're going to go in on Trump. So I'm going to give that a try. It should be coming sometime this month, I think. Um, so we will continue to report back on all, all the random shows that we're watching. In addition to our main show, which is This Is Us. Woo, man, that was a lot. And we're just. It is a lot. To This Is Us. Right, I know. So I, those of you who, hey, maybe you have a commute and you like to hear us talk about all kind of TV shows, um, thank you for sticking around through the whole show. Uh, if you are here just for This Is Us, I always put in the show notes you know, skip to the such and such, such mark like I did for Insecure. Um, so, yeah, if you just come for the, in- oh, God, I'm so stuck on Insecure. I was about to- if you just come for the This Is Us commentary, the timestamp will be marked down in the show notes. But if you're like us and you're watching all these shows and you want to talk about them and whatever, we're here for that. So be sure to send us a comment um, on Twitter or on Instagram at Drunk Watching. Or if you're watching one of the shows that we mentioned just now and you have thoughts about it and you want us to talk about those thoughts, shoot us an email at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com. All right, Andrea. Time to get into yeah, the Yeah, And not that we I know, but right before right before we do not that we don't already have a lot of stuff to do, but maybe we can do like some sort of live every now and again to get some of the talk about some of these other shows. Because uh, if we want to talk about them, then we tweet some. So maybe, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that means mm-hmm. you guys have to follow the Drunk Watching Instagram page. Because I'm imagining that's where this whole live shenanigans will go down um, yes. on Instagram Live. We'll so it. be sure to follow Drunk Watching at Drunk Watching on Instagram. And uh, let us know. if you Maybe we should tweet that out. Let us know if you want us to hop on live and just kiki it up after especially... Hopefully we get a good episode of Love and Hip Hop. Like, we don't have to wait till they do a reunion show. So I feel like that should be interesting. But, yeah, after a really good one, maybe we can jump on and, and chat it up about it. Cool. So, for um, This Is Us, do you want to kind of just discuss it as one big experience? Or do you want to... Yes. You know? Yes, I do. Break it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the big event that kind of holds both episodes together, pulls both episodes together... Um, would be between Kevin's movie premiere and, of course, Kate and Toby. Yeah, Kate and Toby um, deciding to move forward or getting the blessing um, for IVF. So, you know, everybody's getting to New York for the movie premiere. And, of course, Kevin's in his feelings. He's always, Clark, baby, he's always in his feelings. But, you know, Kate and Toby are like, we're doing this. They have their routine now. Um, they're heading to the premiere, and Kate is like, look, I don't want to talk to my mom about this. we got to keep this under wraps. And, of course, that, does not, <laughs> that doesn't go well. Um, and they're kind of busted out in front of Miguel and Rebecca. And so generally, and I asked this yesterday on Twitter, because, of course, the whole family winds up finding out. Do you think that the family is overreacting to her? Um, choosing to go through IVF, or do you think that they're justified? And I'll look up um, the responses. Yeah, I don't, maybe I'm just not really aware of all of the um, particulars of IVF. I thought it was, 
I mean, nothing's really easy <laughs> when it comes to the human body, but I thought it was simple as like, okay, you take some eggs out, you fertilize them outside the in a lab, and then you insert them back in. So when they were talking about, oh my God, okay, you could die. Like, I just, I didn't understand all of this concern, particularly from Rebecca. And I know, you know, Kay and Rebecca have always had their thing, um, which kind of stems, which kind of stems from um, Rebecca's weight, but even, I mean, Kate's weight, but even earlier on when Kate was, in high school and I tweeted yesterday like I really hate teenage Kate like teenage Kate is the worst and maybe uh-huh. I just feel like that because I have a budding teenager and he's starting to be the worst <laughs> he's not the worst but like uh, I have more sympathy for Rebecca who had to deal with three teenagers in one house and a dead husband like I just can't even I can't deal um but yeah, like teenage Kate gave her a hard time about everything, and I felt like Rebecca was trying to do the best that she could at the time. Um, so when they had Rebecca like really kind of reacting to the situation with grown Kate, I felt like that was a bit out of character from the Rebecca that we have come to know over the first two seasons. I felt like they amped that mm-hmm. up more than necessary. Um, but maybe that comes from me, like I said, not knowing how, um, dangerous or not dangerous IVF is. So what, what did the people say on Twitter? So 67% say yes. <laughs> the whole family's overreacting. Um, 33% say no. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not even, but it's not a complete slaughter. So <laughs> some people feel like, you know, the family is within their rights to be concerned. And I think that's where I am, like, at least concerned, show concern. But also, if the risks are high enough to kill her, like, I didn't get that either. Like, when the doctor said, you know, you have a 90% chance that it'll fail, I'm just thinking, well, you can't have kids. I'm not thinking, like, you can die. I don't think she said that. I might have to go back. But if there's, yeah, if there's danger to your life, then, you know, I don't think there's a such thing as overreacting. Um, but if it is that you can try and then it just doesn't work, then, yeah, I mean, give it a try, even if the odds are, you know, stacked up against you. I will say for Rebecca and, and particularly in those teenage years with Kate, or with three teenagers and then your husband suddenly dies. Like, first of all, you know, that lady needs an award because I, I couldn't imagine. But also I think she tried so hard, like, not to upset Kate or not to make her feel. Like, I feel like she kind of tippy-toed around her so much that with something like this, she was just like, oh, hell no, like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I feel, how I feel, because I don't want anything to happen to you. And in other instances, it seems like she, you know, she just cares so much about her feelings. And here was like, that's your feelings. I'm concerned about, you know, your well-being. I don't think anybody, you know, was trying to be malicious to her or hurtful to her on purpose. But, you know, like you said, maybe, you know, they, they amped it up for the show. I don't know, but. Now I'm gonna yeah. go do some research. Like, could this kill her? I know. It, or, it, you it know, could be. It could be very simple as us not knowing <laughs> the, you know, risks 
of IBS, but I did, I got the same sense that you did. Like, it's just not um, good because the chance of her having a baby would be low, not like the chance of her staying alive. But in episode two and three, we get, um, speaking of Kate, like Toby was the one who shut down that whole conversation between her and Rebecca. When Rebecca was spiraling about, oh my God, it's so dangerous. How can you do this? Yada, yada, yada. Like Toby was the one because he's off his meds, <laughs> wild out and like, right. on basically Rebecca and was like, stop, stop talking, shut up. This has nothing to do with you. And he was right, but we're starting to see, you know, in addition to the leg thing, like he keeps bobbing his leg up and down. Now he's yelling mm-hmm. at people. Um, and then in last, in Monday, uh, Tuesday night's episode, this last episode, he was tell him and Randall have like a really good, honest conversation that ends up getting cut off, but really good conversation about like, Hey, like I take medication for depression and in season one, Randall had that whole episode with anxiety. So they had to, they had like a really good um, talk about that and how like, oh, we're men. So we're not supposed to show these parts of ourselves. Because even Randall was like, huh, I wouldn't have guessed that you were depressed. And probably that's because Toby is like this jovial guy. He always kind of keeps, you know, stays in a good um good mood but as we see that that might be due to the fact that he's been on medication that he actually needs and yet he's going off the medication to try to up his sperm count and help them get pregnant faster which now that um now that they harvested the eggs i wonder will he go back on the medication and and i was wondering so you know at the end of last season they show him you know in the bed depressed, I assume, um, and Kate talking about getting the medicine adjusted. So I'm like, you haven't gotten there yet. Um, we've seen him go off the meds, and so I'm wondering, what, does he not go back on, or does he have some sort of issue when he goes back on, or something? Something is awaiting us, and that <gasps> is always the scary part of this is a... <laughs> right, you so know what else? Like, and we're I'm gonna I'm gonna take this liberty and jump around because you mentioned something scary. And what scared me this particular episode, episode three, was this whole situation with Beth and Randall, right? So mm. Beth and Randall have been super dope, super cute. You know, he's been dealing with all kind of stuff and she's always been kinda of like holding him down when he went and found his dad. And brought him, brought effectively the stranger into their house. She, you know, she she said like, I don't think this is gonna work. I don't think this is a good idea. But ultimately, like, she went along with it. She welcomed his biological dad in, and they got really close. But we've always seen things through Randall's perspective, and you know, through the big three. So we see it through Kate's perspective, or Kevin's perspective, or Randall's perspective. And this week, we got a a very small glimpse into Beth's perspective. And that part made me be like, wait a minute. Y'all better not mess up this marriage. Because when she has that flashback to, I don't even know if it's a flashback. She's just like having a conversation with um, Ron Cephas' character, which is Randall's biological dad, who has died. Um, 
he tells her, like, you have to speak up. You've been the, basically, you've been the backbone. You've been the bass to Randall's trumpet. You've been, you know, the, the steady one who kind of keeps things together and makes sure everybody's fine. And now you need to tell him that you're not fine, right? So Randall decides because he he went off on Kate because Randall's like a little bit, um, even though I love him, he's still like, I don't know if self-centered is the right word, but he's very much in his own head. Like that one little comment Kate made to Kevin about like, oh, I'm the only one that can carry on a piece of dad. Like Kevin, who is biologically Kate's sister or Kate's brother, he he didn't even take it as hard as Randall, but I get it because Randall has always been trying to fit in with them. Um, and, you know, he's black, so clearly he's not their biological sibling. Um, but he took that really hard. So he was, like, still holding a grudge, and he went off on her, like, oh, how how come you can't just adopt and won't you won't? And she was like, look, you have two biological kids, too, before you decide to adopt. So how are you going to come at me? So I think he's a little bit judgmental in in some aspects, but um, he decides to do the right thing. He flies to L.A., he apologizes, and then something happens back home. So he flies home. In the interim, Beth has lost her job, and that's when she's having that phantom conversation with his biological dad. And he was like, look, don't just fiddle with your wedding ring trying to figure out why you're still married. (laughs) And so in that scene when she's on the couch and Randall comes back and she's she's going to tell him, like, hey, I lost my job today. But then he starts talking about the girl who got beat up at the community center and he's going to run for office and all this kind of stuff. And then she's, like, sitting there fiddling with her ring. Like, oh, my God, don't do it to us. Don't do it. (laughs) You cannot yeah. Beth and Randall. I was really concerned. But then she told him that she lost her job, so that gave me a little bit of hope. Yeah, I was just like, open your mouth. Like, I was literally talking to the screen. I think I, because I was on live tape last night, I was like, Randall, stop talking. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, stop talking and look at your wife. Like, I was like, if he could just look at her, he'll see something's not right, but then she did open up. So I didn't necessarily become afraid for their relationship. I just thought, oh, we're going to see a different dynamic, but I did see, uh, you know, a follower tweet <laughs> like, NBC, no, it wasn't NBC, it was like, this is us writers. If you break up Beth and Randall, like, I mean, it was like a serious threat, like, I'll come down there and shake <laughs> some shit up. Like, they were real serious about like don't you fool with them and i'm sure there's that some might, that that might have been me. i don't know that might have been me oh. i don't think i tweeted <laughs> i don't think i tweeted any threats of bodily harm because yeah no it was, just, go was but i was, it was like scary. y'all can't please don't do this to us do not do oh not you know no, no it wasn't a plea no they, oh they yeah no. like you you bet i feel no it's gonna be some furniture moving um, and so, yeah, knowing how, you know, when's the last time we've seen it go down in a wholesome way between, you know, a black couple that's strong and loving and whole family structure, like they have their issues or Greta has their issues, um, but we love seeing them together and absolutely positively 
cannot break up that dynamic. I don't think they will. I just think they'll show us. Oh gosh. Cause now I'm flat, you know, look, there's the fl- the flash forward for them too. Cause we're still trying to find out right. who the she is or the her, um, that they're referring to a little later. So yeah, like I said, on this show, we just, we just got to hang on. We got to hang on to our hat too. Like that's all, that's all we got. <laughs> there was one, um, there was one small thing. So, you know, nobody likes Miguel. But I feel like they keep trying to give us these moments where we will start liking Miguel because remember, I think it was last season, um, Beth, Miguel, and Toby, it was like all the plus ones were hanging out at the bar and they were kind of reminiscing about being left out of the Pearson family or whatever. Um, And then before, when Beth calls Randall out, like you overreacted to your sister, you need to apologize. Um, she was like, "Oh yeah, me, me, Toby, and Miguel have a, a a text a text exchange, and Miguel's like dropping down, like dropping wisdom about all the kids. Like, oh, Randall overreacts. He does this, he does that, and then she was like, when he when he said he was gonna fly to L.A. to go apologize and or go be there for for Kate's procedure, and she was um, Beth was like, oh, Miguel was right. So I feel like they're trying to get us." on Miguel's side and I, I I'm not there. I am Team Jack. They really need to explain how that whole situation came to be. I feel like they started to explain, but they didn't really explain. And because Jack is such a present part of the show, even though he's dead, it still feels like Miguel crossed the line by dating his best friend's or marrying his best friend's wife, widow. Right. And we saw that also in, in Manifest. I was thinking, I was like, so how how does that happen? And, you know, we kind of, kind of <laughs> see a replica. I'm like, okay, the friend has lost their friend. You think about it, like, there is no replacement for your best friend, your good friend, your sister, your brother, whatever. Your husband, wife, fiance ultimately, you know, we'll find someone else, you know, I mean, unless they, I don't know, some people do uh, stay single, but the majority of folks, particularly men, <laughs> they're like, they are with the move on. Um, And so, yeah, how does the friend kind of fill the void, I guess, you know, by turning to the other person that knew this person very well, you know, maybe they started just hanging out to comfort each other and then right. it moved it. I don't know. I don't even see them I, being compatible, let alone right, like, if you take the rest was, of that away. Right. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, if you take the rest of it away, them, you know, uh, Miguel being the homie, it's just like Miguel and Rebecca. Like, Oh, I don't see it. I don't either. And I I would think that you have to come to terms with constantly not measuring up to that person because, but all, I mean, we know, we know by season two, particularly Jack is not perfect. He had his little drinking thing. Him and Rebecca had like a moment where they split up and then he got his shit together and they got back together and then he died. Um, 
<laughs> but so. he was like her great love. All the kids love him. So at this point, all the kids got to hate Miguel just on GP. So that, that has to be a hard situation to walk into. Because um, I think even Kevin confronted Miguel uh, last season and was like, were you and my mom a thing before my dad died? And he was like, no, we weren't. So they had to come to grips with that. Um, so I, I would think it would be hard. And, you know, as a fandom, we're still not on Miguel's side. And so it's going to take a lot for us to get there. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not there yet. But thanks, uh, writers. Keep trying. <laughs> keep trying, keep trying. Um, what what else? I'm trying to think something that was season two, uh, season two, episode two that came into three. Kevin, um, Kevin, and, uh, Kevin, and, Kevin, and old girl. and old girl. What is her I don't name? like her. I'm sorry, Zoe. I don't like. Okay, her. so do you not like her because Beth was like, look, because of what Beth said, girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that about that too. Like, why don't you like, like her? Right. Do you not like her because you know? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, this is coming or this potentially is coming. Um, but I just, she's boring. I don't feel any, like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like, when I say I don't like her, I don't, she's just like non-factor to me. Um, I, d- and I don't feel a lot of the I don't chemistry. Know. Like, I don't feel enough chemistry yeah. between her and Kevin. Like, why are you Kevin, here? Kevin is really, um, I think it came up in this last episode, right? When, when he didn't know who Terry Gross was. So Terry Gross is the host of Fresh Air. I listen to a lot of NPR, so I know. But Kevin is like really, um, all his life, he's been very superficial, right? Which is one of the reasons he wanted to leave the Manny in season one and try to be a serious actor. And, you know, he's been superficial for most of this series. And then now in season two and now in season three, he's getting a little bit more, um, like Kate said, gravitas. Like, can you imagine Kate, ha- uh, Kevin has gravitas? Like, he's actually a good dramatic actor. So, the two of them together, like, they, they seem very, I won't say incompatible, but they don't seem compatible at first glance. But, um, so when they go to NPR in episode three and Kevin is getting interviewed about the film by Terry Gross, um, Terry Gross is the host of Fresh Air. So she, she's literally interviewed everybody just all over the place, um, and it's like, a, just like we saw on the show, it's like an hour long conversation about, you know, a book or a movie or a politician or whoever. So she's literally done it all. Um, and she was asking him all the questions about like, oh, your dad was a Vietnam vet. And so we learned that Kevin doesn't really know anything about his dad um, in terms of his Vietnam service, partially because Jack didn't want to talk about it. But then we see in that one flashback after Jack has sort of a, PTSD really episode in the toy store when Kevin has like a toy grenade um, that you know he Jack is like look I apologize war is hard do you have any questions and Kevin's like no I don't have any questions 
granted, Kevin was a small child. He may have been scared by the fact that his dad yelled yelled at him over a toy grenade. So there's that. But, like, clearly he didn't go back as a teenage. Teenage Kevin, I don't like any of them as teenagers. And I know we're kind of jumping around, but, like, after after Jack dies and Rebecca's depressed, Kate's eating, Kevin's drinking, Randall is hanging out with his black friends and he gets into Harvard, I mean, Harvard, Howard. Um, and he decides not to go to Howard mostly because he feels like his mom is not on her job. Like he yells at her and he's like, you got to get it together. You promised you would take care of us. You're not paying attention. Like he, again, like I mentioned about grown up Randall, he's very self-absorbed and I get it. Like you mentioned before we started recording like kids just expect parents to make sure things are okay right um and at that moment Kate couldn't make sure things are okay because they weren't okay for her like she lost her husband her the person that she expected to spend her whole life with I don't think Kate was really I mean shoot Rebecca was really working so, you know, that causes things to be in doubt and she's going through all these things. Plus she has three moody eyes teenagers. And then you have this kid like going in on her. The one kid that she was always able to connect with. I think that makes it a little bit more um, maybe hurtful from Rebecca's perspective. Because Randall was, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> was the one she was able to connect with the most. Because Kate was always, like, beefing with her about whatever. Kevin, whatever. Um, And her and Randall, like, she really worked to have a connection with him. And then he's the one who's like, you're not doing it. He he goes off. Um, And it's just, I felt really bad for Rebecca at that moment. Um, And also for Randall, too, because he gives up on his black experience going to Howard. And how and how that has continued to affect him. We see that with the whole councilman issue and this Nigerian lady who's close to his biological dad and all of that. Um, I forget whatever original point I was making. Oh, Kevin. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't seem to think very deeply about a lot of things. But now that he's trying to uncover this mystery about Jack's time in Vietnam, um, maybe that's where Zoe will come into play. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope she gets herself together. I think, you know, episode two, when she mentioned that, you know, she just wanted to be casual and, you know, he's on the red carpet, he doesn't acknowledge her. And then, you know, she winds up texting him, like, you know, pick me up from the airport. I feel like, you know, okay, it's a step in the better direction. But I don't know. I Something about her, I haven't figured it out yet, but I think it is, you know, Beth saying, like, mm, watch out for my cousin, and then, yeah, on screen, just not giving me anything, so I'm going to move on from her, because I don't care. Um, I do Kevin, though, <laughs> clearly on a journey, and, you know, uh, as you already covered, like, not knowing a lot about Jack, I thought about it, you know, the more that I come to know, which is still very little, about military life, um, it it really is that they do. They if they talk, 
um, they talk to each other. And even if you ask, because I'm very inquisitive, period, but if you ask, you're going to get what they want you to have. You know, I don't know that Kevin would have been in much of a better position to really ask his dad a bunch of questions about his Vietnam experience. But um, also, I can imagine you, you think you have time for all that, right? Like, as a kid, that's not on your brain unless you're thinking about going to the military, I guess. Um, and you think maybe you have when you get older or, you know, when you're kids, you care about you and care about your toys and, you know, these days, video games and electronics and different things like that. You're not really like, let's sit down and get all the family history. And then your dad is gone when you're 17. Then it just robs you of the opportunity to do that. So I feel really bad for him, but I am interested in, uh, you know, what happened over there exactly. I mean, we know uh, his brother was killed, but like what actually happened and how that uh, impacted and changed Jack, you know, once over here, we heard the dad mention it and, and bring it up uh, in last night's episode. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this big guy now, big man went off to war. Um, but, you you know, you couldn't protect your brother or something to that effect. And so um, clearly that is a sore spot, you know, for Jack. And we get to see that next, we get to see that next week or uh, at least they're telling us we get to see <laughs> It might give us a little piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep feel like dangling just, it in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they just warned us to like, all right, guys, get your giant box of tissues because <laughs> we're going to war and we're going to see Jack's brother die. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, like, I'm not ready. <sighs> we need to I'm not. Like, can I just see what happens with Deja? And <laughs> can I know if Kate's going to have a baby? Like, I, I don't know if I have that. With the show, is like, I know people always kind of make jokes like, oh, my God, I never cried so much. And I don't really I don't really cry watching the show, but I definitely feel sad <laughs> sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, I right. I feel emotionally spent. But Emotional, I feel like they always, yeah. Yeah, they always kind of leave us in a slightly hopeful space. Um, this past week, episode three, even though we know that Jack and Rebecca ended up together, I was like, oh, my God. Who is this dude popping up in Rebecca's doors? Like, it still kind right. of got me that, like, Jack and Rebecca go on this disaster first date because he's broke and he's trying to, like, do things for her, which is cute. And she recognizes that. So she's like, hey, I'm going to leave my jacket because this is what I read in the magazine or something. And, you know, and then he pulls up to take her out again and some dude is at her door. And not only is some dude at her door, like, they... I guess he like gets her to agree to move to to, to New York or something, and you think they're gonna have this whole relationship. And even though we know how <laughs> that part of the story ended up, because we see Kevin, Kate, and Randall, and Jack and Rebecca, um, I still felt some type of way. Like, damn it, Rebecca! Like, what is going on? But I think that that is to show us that it's not always perfect, right? So in season one, Jack and Rebecca felt really perfect. Um, even though she lost one of the babies and they he decides to get Randall and he convinced her to take Randall. Like season one, that couple felt really perfect. Season two, we learned that Jack kind of went back to drinking and 
they had a moment where they're going to break up and then you're not, you're not really sure like how Jack died. Cause for a while I thought they were going to be like, Jack died drunk driving or something. And then I'd be upset. <laughs> but then Jack dies because he's a hero and you're like, Oh, still sucks. But like, he's, he's a hero. Um, right. and I think it's just a show like, None of these relationships are perfect, which makes me simultaneously a little bit afraid and still hopeful for Beth and Randall. Because I feel like they know. They know. They absolutely know people will riot. <laughs> Beth and Like, yeah. I will stop watching yeah. the show. I will stop It'll watching the show. If Beth and Randall break up, like, I... That would be it. I would just switch to a million little things and hope those people stay alive. <laughs> right. No more death. <laughs> no telling, though, with that crew. But, oh, God, I feel like they know that people would be like, you know what? F y'all. I'm going to some other show. But I think it, mm-hmm. you know, all of these little stories is to remind us that people are not perfect. Like, even though they're good people, even though they may have the best intentions in mind, like they're still not perfect. People still make mistakes. Um, and so I think that, that that's what that whole Jack and Rebecca situation was. And now we'll get to see. I'm, I'm going to brace myself for next Tuesday about Jack and Jack's brother. Yeah, that's all we can do. Um, you know, between that um, and what else are we waiting on? Oh, of course, to see um, Randall and Beth. With her talking about being fired, I felt so bad for her because she was so expecting something else. And I was like, man, I definitely have been shot out of the sky like that. Like, you go in, like, everything's great. I'm in this office thinking one thing, and you are in this office thinking another. So, <sighs> shout out to Black Love. Hold, hold her down. Hold her down, uh, Randall. Yeah. So, wait, maybe, maybe because I'm thinking about this from my uh bank statement. I know <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm thinking about this from my financial standpoint. Like I know that they're not hurting for cash because they bought they randomly bought a building after his dad died. Um right. But like, <laughs> now both of them. Now both of yeah. them are unemployed. So right. he's talking about running for city council like what I feel like they need to have that conversation mm-hmm. about yeah. their financial future, and I feel like he, oh God, I don't even, I don't see anything good coming from running for city council. <laughs> I really don't, because he already has issues about feeling out of place, um, about feeling not black enough, and clearly not white enough because he's not white, but like, you know, of just of being adopted and not 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 knowing because he was raised by white people like not really knowing you know outside of his particular experience like about black folks he had to have black friends and then he passed over the chance to go to Howard and he mentioned um either he mentioned to Beth or he mentioned to uh what's her name Chi Chi what's her I forget what her name is mm-hmm. the Nigerian yeah, woman he mentioned to her like feeling out of place um, I feel like she's she's being a little hard on him. I don't know, and maybe it's maybe it's because I like Randall, 
but you can clearly see he's trying to help out. <laughs> and at every moment, she's like, oh, you don't get it. You don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I'm still trying to figure out her whole um, jam. Uh, <laughs> from I think I probably had questions um, from last week when she came on the scene and I was trying to figure out what is this about to be? So um, I might have to go back and watch, um, you know, her parts to try to, because she showed up and then she's like ready and stir family kind of to William. And then I was like, wait, this is the same lady that's, you know, here at the, uh, the community center. And then it's her kid that got, beat up right yeah that was Scott is it Chi kid that yeah. yeah and so I'm yeah. like oh lord I'm still trying to <laughs> too many dots to connect um but yeah you know poor Randall he's and that's what I was even saying a little earlier um you know when you were talking about how he's been in these past couple episodes just like he's just He's he's well put together for what he has experienced and had to adapt to. Um, last week when, you know, he got accepted to Howard, like for a minute, I was like, wait, did he go to Howard? Like I was, I was really like, I don't, I don't think he actually went to Howard. So when the whole thing happened that. I can't remember. Yeah, I, couldn't, I was like, I can't remember where he chose to go. Where he went? To, yeah, yeah, because in season two, him and Jack visited Howard, and so right, right. I thought he ended but up I'm, going, and maybe like that's where he met Beth. But clearly, that's not the case. That's not the case. Yeah, I was like, I don't know that that's where he actually went. So, you know, the fact that he gave it up for his family, like he's been you know, and this kind of protective, I think he's just tried to be Jack, you know, he saw his mom not really able to cope under the, the, the weight of the situation, you know, poor Kate has, you know, kind of always been um, very fragile. And then even Kevin as the oldest of the, of the triplets or the twins plus one, um, you know, he, he couldn't hold it together either. And so even though, um, or, or maybe, I don't know, did you think that brought on more anxiety or was he already kind of dealing with that? But either way, yeah. Um, you know, probably just trying I, to do that. Yeah. I think it, I mean, I, you know, I don't have an experience of being adopted, number one, and adopted cross-racially or interracially. So... You know, I, and especially being a triplet, but not really, right? So I'm sure, which is why Rebecca kind of went out of her way to connect with Randall, which meant that her and Kevin were kind of on the outs because she was forever there. Because even in the beginning, they were like, oh, you're going to get married to, you know, they would tease Randall about his affection for Rebecca, for his mom. Um, But I get it because he's the one that's like, not really a Pearson, so they're going out of their way to include him. Like, Jack went out of his way to... Well, I feel like he included everybody. 
very naturally. But Rebecca went out of her way to make sure Randall was included because he was the one that couldn't like breastfeed initially. He had some other name that started with a K. I forget what his, I think his name was like Kyle or something. I can't remember. They all all had KKK names. And then when she went to meet up with Randall's dad, she named him Rand. She like switched it to Randall, um, which I think was after maybe his grandfather or something. I can't quite remember, but it was a family situation. Um, You know, and then after all of her anxiety, because she was like, I can't connect with this kid and I can't do it. And she was probably having postpartum depression. Um, and then finally she connected with Randall and was able to be- breastfeed. And so I feel like he particularly felt a, a super special connection to his mom, at least, and his dad, but particularly to his mom. So he wanted, after Jack died, like I felt like he wanted to make sure after he saw things were falling apart and she kind of leveled with him and was like, look, I can barely get out of bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know that I'm supposed to be doing this stuff for you. I know that I'm supposed to be the adult, but like I, I barely got this. Which, as a parent, it's I don't level with my own kid like that. Even when you know when you're feeling bad, you're just supposed to do it. They don't care. Uh, you don't want to show that anything's wrong, so you just try to keep going. But they know, you know what I mean. So I feel like that definitely. And he talks about that anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she talks about that all the time like kids are not stupid you know I try to transport myself back and like you know yeah you know more than your parents probably think that you, <laughs> that you know um, oh for sure and it shapes yeah it shapes you um, you know we become very protective or can be very protective of our parents it's interesting it's like you know we're the children are supposed to be protected and are, you know, looked at as like the weaker ones, if you will, like, you know, parents will protect the children, but children are very smart, um, particularly these days, Jesus. Uh, and they assume, you know, responsibility for their parents. And, you know, that starts to affect the person that they are and, and shape the life that they ultimately you know, go on to live. And I think, you know, that, that one decision, I don't know if they'll expound more about it um, with him deciding not to go to Howard, but like, you know, what did that conversation with Kate, not Kate, um, with Rebecca sound like, you know, like, Oh, I decided not to go. Was she just like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like my mom would have been like, you're out, Tom. Like, you're taking your <laughs> You're not right. You're not gonna stay here and take care of me, like, or whatever you think you're about to do. You're gonna go like he was so excited. And so clearly he got a good education and, you know, went on right. to have um some type of career, so it didn't turn out for bad, but just interesting that he would make, you know, that kind of the decision, I'm sure it was really being, you know, I got to provide some normalcy for my family because my dad is gone and, you know, everybody is just out of sorts. So, um, and now here he and is, they, you know, and they were so excited for him. Yeah. And they were, so excited, right, and they were right. so excited for him. Like, 
you know, Kate, Kate was excited for him and teenage Kate was not, (laughs) it was like not nice. And I felt like, and, and I I don't like saying that, but she wasn't, she was not nice, but I get it too. She was also um, grieving. You saw in this episode, she was mean to herself. Yeah, she was mean to herself. And right, we didn't even talk about that whole IVF situation where, they, I guess this is one of the risks. <laughs> they put you under anesthesia and you may or may not wake up. Like, they came out like, okay, she's having a little problem clearing the anesthesia from her body. And, you know, what the real issue was, she was hanging out with Jack plus her, her younger self. Herself. Um, uh, herself. Mm-hmm. Where we saw, like, young Kate, little Kate was, like, cool. She wasn't so jaded. Teenage Kate was like, hella, which I'm trying to think back to me as a teenager. I feel like I was never jaded, so I don't, I don't know what that is. But, um, like, I'm trying to figure out why during all the flashbacks, Teenage Kate was so jaded. Like, particularly when Jack was still around, um, was it just about the body image issue? Because, like, she um, wanted to be a singer and that whole thing. And then she was, like, mad at her mom because her mom was, like, a good singer. But then Kate, uh, then Rebecca was like, no, I love your voice. And then she decided to apply to Berkeley. Um, and then she did. She never followed up. So, like, I don't understand why. Like, I didn't get, is it just being a teenager? Which is the thing. Trust me. I have a 12-year-old who will be 13. <laughs> a week <laughs> and so I'm I'm looking at him like sir I'm about to put you on a curb but um uh, so I get it could mm-hmm. be like just teenage hormones or whatever that makes people crazy but I feel like I was never like that as a teenager probably because my mom would right. come with the come with the leather belt and just beat me all the way down <laughs> like another part of it was she blamed herself for Jack's death right like he went back in the house to rescue the That's dog true. because she was so That's you know, true. out of pocket and then he appeared okay but then ultimately not so much so she probably even, was just like oh no that's true that is true i forgot about that but even before that her at least her and rebecca like she seemed to really resent her mother and i think that was mostly around oh yeah body image like her mom was like sin and whatever and teenage Kate wasn't even chubby <laughs> until after Jack died. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were different standards back in the day. I don't know. But, like, she didn't look, you know, she looked like a regular teenager to me. Um, right. Probably not compared started. to her friends. Right. Because then there's that. Because I look at myself, you know, back in the day, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wish I could go back there. But I absolutely remember at the time, like, I was – not small or not feel, you know, I didn't feel as small as I look to myself now. So then there's that. Right. Girl, so. me either. I listen, let's not and say we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and with let's that, not. um, I, I think this is a, um, if we've covered everything else, we can, you know, kind of spend the time on, um, uh, kind of the landing, um, with the IVF. So she comes out of, uh, surgery and you know wakes up <laughs> after having to leave herself and her dad and she got good news you know that there were eight eggs retrieved which is fantastic I think 
uh, Papoose and Remy got like two, maybe. Uh, I feel like I need to do some some research on this because that's, Mm -hmm. I I, I was like, only eight? Because I'm thinking, so, yeah, I might want to learn about this in case I ever want to have another child (laughs) somewhere down the line because I'm... I'm not getting. I'm not getting any younger. Um, yeah. I'm like okay, yeah. so I should probably just Google because it's gonna expose my <laughs> ignorance on this topic. But like, when we have our period, is that only one egg? Mm-hmm. That's only one. That is one egg. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we it only get like one. We only get one of. <laughs> we only get one shot. The men got oh. all the shots, literally. But okay. We have one shot. <laughs> Okay, now this makes more sense. Because I'm thinking, like, why are they so hyped about eight? Like, you just got all the eggs. Girl, otherwise, we would be octomoms. Oh, this is very true. (laughs) Please don't judge me, people with podcasts. Oh, yeah, no, don't judge me. I was was an English major. I was not a biology major. Girl, some folks still out here don't know how it works. So we only theoretically, unless you get the dreaded double period in a month, which I've had, and it's annoying mm-hmm. as fuck. But you get twelve <laughs> eggs a month, like a year. A year, yeah. Wow. And your ovaries I, are supposed to, or ideally, they'll alternate. So you know, right will produce um, one month, left will produce one month, right will. So that's. Oh, okay. So shout, shout out to Kate to for coming up with eight, because that's that's a lot. Right. That's like more <laughs> right. than a half. <laughs> that's more right. than a half you a year. Your year. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that. Yeah. But she, I guess that's after the, like the taking fertility out. drugs and stuff. Like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Okay. The hormones right. Thank you. Out. Thank you for the lesson. I got your back. Oh, all good. All good. This is a learning space. Drunk watching and learning. <laughs> right. I don't know how that oh, works together because I might not remember tomorrow, but yes, yes, it does. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go back and listen. We're going to listen to the episode. Right. If you want to learn like, about oh, that's how <laughs> Yes, the conception, the miracle of fertilization. Right. <laughs> Start here at one hour and <laughs> however many minutes we've been on. But, uh, I yeah, so they I got eight eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Good for Kate and Toby. <laughs> hopefully, that, hopefully that means we'll get a baby this season. Like, or at least, or like, right. I'm sure we won't get a whole baby because that takes, you know, I know how long that takes. That takes a while. But maybe we'll get, like, a pregnancy <laughs> that goes beyond the first trimester. Because I feel like when she was pregnant the last time, she was still in those, in the first trimester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. So, that's. You know, pretty much it. Did we miss anything else? Oh, the the I, I know. Um, you know the differences in Rebecca and Jack's household. Clearly, like mm. Rebecca mm-hmm. grew up in this Leave It to Beaver type situation, and um, <laughs> of course, Jack. She wanted uh, no part of his it. Mom. No, she didn't. She was like, "You got that. I don't want it." And then, you know, Jack winds up, or winds up, but Jack is um, in in a more um, unstable household watching his dad um, go through a drinking problem and, and really abuse all of them in the house. I mean, we don't see much of what happens with the brother except that one 
I think there was one episode where we physically saw a younger brother, but other than that, uh, when he came back from the war, clearly the, the brother was already dead. So we don't know what it looked like to grow up, but dad was no joy um, in the scenes that I, that we've seen him so far. And I yeah, love that moment in a grocery store. Yeah, at, at all. I love that moment in the grocery store where, you know, Jack says, you know, that he wants to, you know, have a house and have love in the house that was, you know, unlike the house that he grew up in. And I was just like, that's so key. You know, we can go through a whole lot of things in life, but it takes very special people to say, I'm not going to continue to pass this on. Like he could have been a asshole, but you know, was like a phenomenal man, even though he made mistakes, like you said, like we've seen him just be this great guy to his family, like his mom taking her out of that situation um, to Rebecca when he met her and, you know, going out on that, <laughs> that date, praying that he'd get through with $9. Um, you know, the, the type of dad he was and, you know, all of that. It's just like, wow. And I heard someone uh, describe it the other day. It was just like, you know, I grew from turmoil. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. You know, if you think about somebody that just has such a horrible life, but at the end of all of that, um, you know, it produces this great person or that they work to be a great person. It, It really says a lot about them. So I'm glad that even though they're, their marriage and the, their lives together, like tragically ripped apart, um, that they had like a happy life together. And those kids, they are forever impacted, even now as adults, like because of the relationship they have with their dad, even though it was, you know, only 17 years, they got a good sense of who he was and the lessons he taught them and all of that. So. We love Jack. My boyfriend always says, like, Jack, Jack is setting the bar. <laughs> like, every time we watch the show, he's like, oh, God. Yeah, Jack, you do oh, not have a dad my, my in your home. You did not, if you did not grow up with your dad, yeah. just look, just watch This Is Us and be like Jack. Minus the drinking yeah. in season two. Be like Jack. Right. Be like Jack. Be like Jack. Minus, yeah. <laughs> minus the season two drinking. That's your role model, guys. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Wow. That is it. Yeah. I think we have recapped. We are caught up to season three, episode three of This Is Us. Next week we will definitely be back. I am curious because I have my tissues ready. I have actually I only have tissues. I have like a towel. I'm just prepared. Because um, oh, I'm not gonna go through like bunch of tissues. I'm just gonna recycle. It's good for the environment. Have like a towel. Although, like I said, I'm not a big crier during This Is Us. Um, although I will admit, I did cry during episode one of A Million Little Things. So it's like, oh my god. Um, I'm gonna go back so and watch do, that. If you there. do love This Is Us, you might also love a million little things. So just keep that in mind because I feel like we'll be talking about it. Um, especially as Andrea goes back to watch episode one. I'm caught up. I'm here for it. I love it. 
Uh, I love what's his face, Romani Malco. Um, yes, like who was in Think Like a Man? Can and weeds. In the four, weeds and the Forty Year Old Virgin, um, which mostly he played comedy in those roles. And this is, I mean, he's still funny in season two. Well, episode two had that that dance moment was cool. Um, mm-hmm. You guys gotta watch. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. If you love just this, watch. Is us, which we absolutely love, I think I think you will really like a million little things. I'm gonna try to get an interview with. Uh, I don't know her name on the show. I haven't learned everybody's name on the show, like the black lady, <laughs> the bakery lady, mm-hmm. on a million little things. I am. This is not a spoiler alert, but. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it. Breaking news, maybe. Breaking news. I am going to be talking to Boris, Boris Kojo, 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 uh-huh. Kojo, Boris Kojo, Kojo. tomorrow. Kojo. <laughs> okay. Oh, I will have his name together Kojo. by tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking to him about his show, Station 19. There's so many freaking shows. But Station yes. 19 comes on... Um, ABC. I think that's another TGI, uh, Shondaland production. TGIT. Mm-hmm. Yep. Station 19 is another Shondaland production. We yeah, love I didn't watch it last season. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, she does know And well. he's, he's been up to a series regular, so he'll be on the show, I guess, all season. Um, so yeah, lots of TV coming from the Drunk Watching Podcast, because this is not our... It's not our full-time job. We can't do individual podcasts for every show. However, if you guys subscribe, tell your friends about us, leave really dope reviews for us, um, and hit up your favorite spirit brands and tell them that they should sponsor us, maybe this could become our full-time thing or, like, our main thing. Maybe it could be (laughs) our main thing, and then everything else will transition to the side hustle. But right now we do this for fun because we we do like to talk about shows and watch TV and we love hearing from you guys, particularly on Twitter and Instagram at Drunk Watching. Um, so we'll be back next week to talk about more Insecure and more of everything because I feel like between no now Insecure, and week, no oh shit, no, insecure. no. We're gonna be talking about- <laughs> <laughs> oh I was just thinking like, are we? <laughs> I did it again. I did it again. More of this is us. Yeah. It's it's yes, gonna it's gonna take me us. a minute to realize we are no longer talking about insecure. And probably because I want more episodes and I know I know, I know. all the showrunners, Princess Penny, Easter Ray, everybody said it it'd be too hard, too long, too whatever. I'm still in denial that we only got eight episodes, but I'm definitely here for This Is Us um, and a mil- clearly a million little things because I keep mentioning it. You know, we're here for love and hip hop. Um, sort of here for Married to Medicine. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're here Mostly for it all. here for Married to Medicine and all the other shows we talked about earlier uh, during the podcast. But in the meantime, please shoot us an email if you have a question, a comment. A sponsorship opportunity, email us at hello drunkwatching at gmail.com um, or slide into our inbox on Twitter and Instagram at drunkwatching. And uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Any final thoughts, Andrea? No, um, 
I think we did well. We covered a lot of ground. I'm excited. So be on the lookout for our our live recap. Uh, we're going to get that together. We'll be tweeting about it. But make sure you follow us on Instagram as she mentioned so you can get all the details at Drunk Watching. And then we still have to do, I know why, you know, we can't let go of Insecure because we have to have our dinner party and discuss, yeah. you know, the entire yeah. season. So we have to figure that out. <laughs> Vincent, I'm gonna tell him to like just make me a palette as old folks <laughs> knock out. So I don't gotta yeah. drive anywhere. Like I'm bring all the bottles. Well, we should get like a sweet. We should just yeah, like oh. Yeah, Remember how <laughs> too much information? That's back we'll in the talk day. Off line. But yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Oh Many drink Thank just you. watching about to tell all our secrets and spots. Y'all don't even Listen, know where we hang out. I just <laughs> I just stopped. So thank you guys for listening to episode ten. We made it to double digits. Yes. Watching. Mama, we made I feel like it. I need a I need a Fung Master Flex air horn, but I don't have one. So <laughs> episode ten. Yes, yes, yes. Of drunk watching. Um we appreciate you for sticking around for ten episodes. And we are here for more. More insecure, more love and hip hop, more a million little things, more everything. So um yeah, more we'll everything. see you guys next week. All right. Peace.